what is going on everybody what is going on it is your boy david and i'm back with another episode and i'm in a good mood tonight dude i am really in a good mood for a lot of things for all my people that's been you know staying alert on the mess and uh you know i'm gonna I'm get straight straight into it i i think uh we we mess we on we on a good roll people we are in a good roll Ladies and gentlemen, the Mets have signed Carlos Correa, the generational superstar Carlos Correa, to a 12-year, $315 million contract. And, uh, hey, listen, it's 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 what we needed. Um, we needed a big bat. We uh, we didn't get a power bat, per se, because uh, Carlos Correa is not going to get you home runs every single time. But uh, you know, another signing to uh, buff off, buff up this lineup, and make it as stacked as it can be. Listen, you know, I was I was in the Twitter space today, and you know, you had one person that came in and kind of said, you know, that the Mets are doing something that is not a smart thing. And what he meant is, it's not a smart thing for the Mets to be signing people, uh, because you're trying to buy, not sign people in particular. Sorry. It's not a good thing for them to, you know, buy a championship because it doesn't work. You know, he said that you got to start from within, build the culture, put a certain, around, a certain amount of people that are smart, and, you know, build from there. Listen, it, it works both ways, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if you start young, right, use your farm system to bring these guys to develop and get to where they need to get to and ultimately win, it works. You look at teams like the Braves. Um, you look at teams like the Padres, who most of the guys developed with them. And um, besides, you know, adding a Machado or whatever. Um, and you look at a guy like, you look at a team, how can I say it? Hmm, let me see. Um, like, you look at Cleveland, right? Cleveland made the postseason. Cleveland took the Yankees to a game five. Um, and you ultimately look at that Cleveland team and you're like, yo, like, you know, that Cleveland team should have should at least you know they they should have been dominated dominated by the Yankees um and that that wasn't the case so you know you have teams like that that are building from within and then you have a team that just wants to spend 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 and you know a lot of people take offense to that i think you shouldn't and i'm gonna tell you why you know my stepdad shout out to my stepdad from Brooklyn Bully Cartel if you didn't check out our uh, you know my interview with him uh, last year, uh, last year, or in the beginning of this year, sorry, uh, go check that out. Um, you know, he, I don't know if he was joking with me or if he was being serious. Um, but he was calling us the laughing, like joke or laughing stock because of the amount of spending that Steve Cohen, you know, needs to do, or that is that what he, the spending that he is doing. Sorry. And yo, listen, let me tell you that, that, that's the thing is that if we weren't spending and the, the Yankees were spending, I, you know, he would have been like, well, you got it. You know, y'all not doing nothing to make your team better. You know, we spending because we want to get the right players in here to win, win, to win another title, you know. So for somebody to call us a laughing stock or the butt of the joke, I, I think it's, it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous because it's like, yo, we we've been that's what he's trying to do. This is his third year. As, as owner of the Mets, and yet you're, you know, he's doing this thing as a hobby, bro. As a motherfucking hobby. I think people don't realize that. I think people are, 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 
are are just kind of like uh, they're looking at it from a negative perspective and there a lot of people that really think there's a negative too I don't think it is but I think people are looking at it from teams that don't have the the luxury to spend uh because they don't really have the money to get players that you know are out there and they're just getting small players to just bring and 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 really try to see where the, where the team goes you know all these teams are I think every organization you know there's certain owners that 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 really try that want to win there's other owners that that want to win but they want to regress first to kind of start this thing over and see what they can build and what they can add so then that way eventually they can you know they could win you know teams like the Baltimore Orioles uh teams like possibly the Cubs um teams like the White Sox who who could be on their way like that if they don't develop not even develop if they don't sign guys to 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 ultimately you know try to continue winning um you know Aloy Jimenez could be one guy that they're trying to let go you know he was part of their their system um you know the Mets are are looking into that as well I think that would be a huge power bat if you ask me trying to buff up that lineup um you have you know somebody like Tim Anderson who they could be looking to trade and you know the the Atlanta Braves could be looking at getting getting him because of the fact that they just let Dansby Swanson sign a damn con- uh, sign a damn contract with the the Cubs you know that's two big superstars that they let go and luckily out of out of the two the one replaceable he's worked out so far in uh, Matt Olson so you know you 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 look at that um and when you get somebody First of all, the Braves lineup in total is just stacked as fuck. You know, just, just that, that that that's just the honesty. They're they're stacked they're stacked as fuck. But also, you know, you you look in you look into the situation where it's like, you they're they're just trying they're just trying to add around the young talent. They're trying to add around the young talent in Acuna, Albies, um, you know, Austin Riley, who didn't really have his best season last year, but you know, the kid still plays great defensively. Um, he still has some power, and he can make contact on the ball. Uh, so you have that. Um, you know they traded uh, Wilson Contreras, uh, or Will- sorry, w- William Contreras to uh, to the Brewers, and it was a three-team trade between the Brewers, uh, A's, and the Braves. The Braves got back uh, Sean Murphy, and you know they ultimately gave a lot to get him. But I think I, I think they 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 got him. Because they wanted, uh, in my opinion, uh, another kind of like veteran guy, not even veteran guy, a uh, 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 a guy that that listen, <laughs> a guy that that he has pop, but he also plays well defensively. So when he plays well defensively, you you know you take that into consideration where they're not losing anything. I mean, not losing anything in terms of what they have on the field now. Farm system wise, they gave up a good chunk to get uh to ultimately you know get them so i i i think it, i don't listen we all know the nl east is going to be a tough division for the phillies mets and the fucking uh and the braves if it was up to me obviously i'm i'm going to want my team to lead in first place and ultimately win the division i think we can um it's going to get a lot harder because you know the phillies didn't regress they they only got better after you know what they did in the playoffs and what they did in the World Series, um, 
you know, signing Trey Turner, signing a a a, a solid arm like Taiwan Walker. Um, you know, their 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 bullpen is not that bad. Uh, their 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 rotation, their starting rotation is not that bad. Um, so you 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 know, you look at that, and you look at the big pieces they had, right? You have you have somebody like like in my in my opinion, their their lineup would have to be, huh, in my opinion. That lineup would probably be Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, uh, JT Riomuto, Reese Hoskins, Nick Castellanos, or I would say Nick Castellanos after Bryce Harper. Either one, Nick Castellanos, uh, Stott. And then two, oh Alec, uh, Alec Bohm. And then uh, who, who could be, who could be, who could be, who could be the ninth, the ninth, the ninth. Let me see. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, but I think a, uh, I think that you know Trey Turner leading off would definitely help him a lot. So you know we'll definitely see how that plays in. Then we'll see how that factors in with the Phillies. Um, but listen, you know that it's it's, you know, you look at that, and again, you you look at the Braves. The Braves are still good. Um, a lot of people still think that the Braves are going to win the division. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, we'll see. It's going to be tough. Um, the Mets, you know, you you have that rotate. You have that that rotation that they added. It's a uh, Verlander, and then it's Serger, then it's Senga, then it's Quintana, and then it's you know Carrasco. So that's a solid rotation. And then you start going, you know, you start going to the lineup. In my opinion, this is, I'm, I'm going to tell you how, in my opinion, how I think the lineup is going to be, right? I think, in my opinion, it's going to go, uh, it's going to go Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, Pete Alonso, Carlos Correa, Jeff McNeil, uh, a DH, whether it's Vogelback, Jimenez, if they make the trade for him, um, uh, like Alvarez, oh Canna, sorry Canna, because right now Canna, if they don't get another uh, left uh, a left fielder, Canna looks like the guy that they're gonna go for. Um, Canna, and then it's gonna be uh, um, uh, the ninth the ninth uh, hitter. I forgot who I was gonna put the ninth hitter. I think Alv- Alv- Alvarez, right? As the catcher, I didn't say a catcher. Yeah, Alvarez would be the ninth hitter. Um, or like Nito or whoever they put to start uh, opening, like you know, start the season. So it's it's to me it's it's definitely you know eye opening. It's gonna be fun. You know, I, I locked up my my season tickets for the, for the 2023 season. I can't wait to get the Correa jersey. I got a couple jerseys I need to get. I need to get a Correa jersey. I need to get a Brandon Nimmo jersey. I need to get a uh, Justin Verlander jersey. Shit, I even need to get a damn Marte and 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 and. Uh, and Serger jersey. I got a Serger shirt, but I don't. I don't. I don't got a, a jersey. You know, a jersey I think is more valuable to me than just a regular shirt. Um, so it's definitely gonna be fun, man. It's it, I, I. I need to get some. Uh, you know, so I, th- I. That's that's definitely worth uh, thinking about. Um, coming up, you know, you you want to talk about key assets. Uh, that are adding. You know, that teams are adding. Uh, you talk about the Padres. The Padres, you know, at, added uh, Xander Bogarts, and I think I spoke about that last time. And then now you think about 
Tatis, and if Tatis gets hot, you put him in left field. So the the Padres, you know, and they added Seth Lugo. So I think the Padres will stay in first in in uh, if Tatis and Machado, you know, and uh, Bogarts they get hot, you know, they that that team can be a stacked team, um, and they can definitely take over the West. It was always the Dodgers taking that shit over, you know, and and the Giants to a certain extent. So the Padres could definitely be that team that can definitely create havoc for that that division and you know take that division over. Um, but I I want to get into you know I give my opinion. I I gave my 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 excitement actually on the Correa uh, signing and just a little backstory on how you know these the the actual you know possible rotation is gonna look. Uh, but I, I what I want to do is I want to talk about you know how it happened. And how I think he's gonna fit, uh, and how I think it's it, it it could turn out for the Mets. So Carlos Correa, if you you know, if you guys don't know, I did speak about it. Uh, I believe in my last episode or the, last, or the episode before that, he re- you know recently uh, was gonna go to the San Francisco Giants for 13 years, 350 million dollars, and um, you know it, it was set in stone. We were all talking about it. We we all looked at it, and you know at, at that day. That it was announced that he was going to do that. Um, you know, the Mets were were announced. Excuse me, the Mets were announced that they were interested in signing him. Now, it would have been crazy, right? If if the if the Mets would have got him at that time, you know, it, the buzz like like it is now would have happened when when uh, when he first announced that he was signing with San Francisco. Um, the you know the, the 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 weird thing about it though, and I look at it like this, right? They didn't even announce, like, they didn't even announce, like, when he was, you know, what the deal was, what Cohen was offering him, and, you know, how many years it was, you know, and how close they even got for him to sign before he, you know, before, you know, before he, he, he ultimately decided to go to San Francisco. Nothing came out besides that they were interested in him, and it was very weird because, a lot of the talk was that he was going to go either to the Yankees or to San Francisco. You know, San Francisco been, has been in a lot of talks. And ultimately, when he signed, we were like, yep, it made sense. I was going on Twitter spaces and, and, and I was and we were all saying the same thing. Yo, it was it was it was it, it, it was it, it made sense. Like it, it would have made sense for a judge to go too. You know, because he's from there. It's the West. The weather's beautiful out there. That's a hitter's ballpark. Um, could take advantage of it. So it would have made sense. You know, the judge thing. I I I get why he went back to the Yankees. Um, and uh, one of the reasons is because they named him captain. Uh, so it, it, you know, you you could you could just tell. Uh, you know, you could just tell he he fit right there. Um, but yeah. So, so you know, you, you kind of knew, you know, it, it was already set in stone. And then, you know, a couple, like, two days later or whatever, um, two days later from, from today, there was an announcement that uh, that his, his, uh, his press conference w- was postponed. Now, here's the thing, right? And, and I could be wrong, right? If you're signing somebody, and and again, like I said, I could be wrong. I think when you do the press conference, I think you sign somebody before you 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 do the you know you officially sign. 
you know how you know how they, they it comes out reporters say oh this player signed for this amount of money you know to this team for this amount of years and amount of money but it's not official official by the team right so none of the team you know outlets say anything about it on social media they don't post about it until it's actually official official right it wasn't so they were doing they were getting ready to do a press conference and reveal the jersey without officially signing him now it could have been like an hour 20 minutes or you know 30 minutes 15 minutes before they would have gone out there and and done the jersey revealing that's cool you know but you know, at that when that first came out, I was thinking about it. I was like, mm, that's 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 kind of weird. So then, you know, you go into the reason why they postponed it, and it's because they were having issues with his physical. Now, Correa has been known to have injuries in the past, and and really have you know he had a, a, a really severe ankle injury back in Double A, and he's had a couple injuries with the ankle since coming up to the league. So they they didn't really. Uh, I, I guess not that they didn't really, but I guess they they kind of like, you know, retracted on their contract with them, um, pending on you know pending on the physical. So when they looked at that physical, they were probably like, oh, okay, wait a minute, we didn't know all this, you know. So ultimately, they probably st- stood back. Now, I'm gonna give you my opinion on that, right? Because because on the on this first topic, I wanted to say the story behind it. And give my opinion. I'll, I'll give my opinion on 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 this, and then I'll give my opinion on what how I think he'll fit uh, with the Mets um, going forward. Um, my opinion on on the whole thing with him in San Francisco is that I think San Francisco is desperate. I mean, if you go back to the fact that they dropped the ball on Aaron Judge, you know, a lot of people could say, well, he wasn't gonna go with them anyways. He wasn't gonna no, listen. He he there had to be a thought. There had to be a thought because look. He was the first one. He he was the first one to go to San Francisco to meet up with the Giants. Now, did the Giants do a very good, you know, deal, a, a very good job of 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 trying to convince him to come here? Uh, you never know. I'm not gonna say they didn't because, you know, I'm sure they threw everything at, they threw everything at him to convince him to go, and and it just listen, it just probably didn't work. Um, and I'll give a a, a a reason behind that um, too, and I I think that's also because number one you know they were they were trying to you know get him to be captain. I think he his relationship with like you know somebody like Rizzo or somebody you know his his relationship with Cashman and uh, and and you know other players around in that organization. It, you know, it, boom, even with Boom, I, I think I think one of the one of the fascinating things that he said was that when he signed with them, um, that Boom, uh, how do I say it? Boom called them, and the first thing he asked about wasn't even about the free agency. It was about you know how he was doing and how the family was doing, and he said that was that was like a big win for him. So, you know, I I think when when it comes to San Francisco, they they. You know that they, they had an opportunity there. They were the first team to meet meet with him uh, since, you know, since uh, since the Jets, you know, met with him about his extension before the season started, and it ultimately didn't go through. But the Giants were the first one in free agency to meet with him, 
And, you know, it, it apparently the reports had came out that it re went really good. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how good it went. I don't know what was said. But, it, you know, that was the only thing that we knew about it. Um, and I said, man, if that's the case, he's going to San Fran. He's going to go home. They're going to give him a good, nice, fat contract, and he's going to take it. And I was wrong. I mean, the madness before him even signing started when uh, John Heyman. And John Heyman came out and said that he had signed with the Giants. And then three minutes later, he took down that t uh, that tweet and said that he did it. You know what I'm saying? But I think he went based off what the re what this reporter, and I'm not going to say her name, but uh, her account name, sorry. But I th the reporter got that messed up because she wanted to throw out. She, she threw that out there basically to just get a, a good push. Um with her with her account so if fans saw her first posting it oh they're gonna they'll go crazy they'll go crazy so i i think um you know <laughs> I, I i just think with her um you know she 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 went out there try to get try to be the first one to uh to to put out the news it's good credibility and it, listen it, it it didn't work and then a couple, you know, like a couple hours later, he signs with the with the Yankees back again, and you know they promised to make him captain. They signed him for a nine year, three sixty deal. And listen, it, it could have been look, the, the the Giants, from what I hear, offered him more money. Even the Padres were gonna offer him a four hundred million dollar contract, and ultimately he, you know, he was like, why would I leave? You know, this pinstripes, this, I'm part of history. You know, they're gonna make me captain. You know, I could I could be one of the guys to, to ultimately be here and say that they're going to bring a title, you know, that I'm going to bring a title with them for you guys. And, you know, they're, they're, in my opinion, they're, 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 they're good, you know. They're, I think the Yankees, the Yankees were backed up in the corner. I think I said it when Brandon Nimmo had signed an episode that I did with Brandon, when Brandon had signed. They were, you know, the Mets were backed up in the corner with him too. And, you know, they had to sign him. Uh, but... You know, it's 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 embarrassing for, for for me. You know, looking at this Giants organization, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because, you know, you you had the momentum right there. I and and, and personally to me to me and I'm and, you know I'm just saying it there. Personally to me, I don't see how somebody. I I I don't see how, you know, you're an organization and and you have the opportunity to to. To, to, to sign Aaron Judge and then you know you, you missed out on that but then you sign you know Carlos Correa and yeah I get it people are going to say it people are going to be like well you know if they saw something in his, in his medical you know maybe they, they, they have a good reason to to, uh, to to drop the ball I get it but it doesn't look, look listen it, you, you had two superstars in you know possibly coming your way and you couldn't get it and to me it didn't make it the only, the only one that made sense to me was was Aaron Judge, and that was because he was from here, from there. The Correa one didn't didn't make sense because you also think about the Giants are trying to rebuild. So when the Giants are trying to rebuild, you're bringing a superstar that that yeah may like the fact that the team is his and the team they're reviving around him, but he's trying to contend and he's trying to win another ring. So that the the the, the San Francisco Giants don't do no justice for you there. Um, so, you know, I would say if you guys bump into a Giants fan, give him a hug for me because uh, that, that's brutal. That, in 
my opinion, man, that is brutal to the max. And I tell you, I, I, I personally, I personally, personally, um, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, <laughs> I find it funny. Um, hey, I just, I, I know, uh, I know, I know I was going to continue about my second, uh, talk about that with with the with the career thing but i'm watching the uh the jet well have it on on my tv that's next to me uh the jags and the jets uh game right now a big a big game for the jets that can possibly save their postseason um they're losing uh 13 to 3 and they're in the third quarter with uh with 13 minutes to go and uh (laughs) zach wilson just got booed um, <laughs> it says uh, Greg Green is fed up after watching offense put up only 66 yards in the first half. Listen, you know Jets fans can say what they want about the Giants, but I'm gonna tell you something right now. I am glad, 100% glad, that the Gi- that the Giants don't have this quarterback issue that the Jets have. Okay, I'm glad now. It's not to say that the Jets can't, you know, that Zach Wilson can't change. It's not to say that Zach Wilson can't be the Zach Wilson that, you know, he's he was promised to be. But the kid doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look right. And I just think, the, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, personally, to me, the Jets make the wild card. I, I think the pressure is going to get to him, and I don't think, they, I don't think they're going to win. Simply because of the fact that, He's, you know, big game situations. You've seen how he's performed. So, and he hasn't performed very well. So, this is this this is a, a very important game for both these teams because both of them, I think one is in the one is in the wild card or one is in the hunt, um, and the other is in the hunt as well. I just don't know if the Jets uh, are in the hunt or still in the wild card, but very important game for both those teams. Um, Jets have been playing awful. The last three, four games, I think it was, and the Jags, I think, are on a two-game win streak, trying to, you know, they're six and eight. Uh, so, you know, who knows, man? I, the the Jags, in my opinion, I think the Jags are going are going to uh, outperform the Jets and beat them in their here in New York in their hometown, uh, in their stadium. I I, I think it definitely it it's 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 uh, it's worth uh, looking at um, because you know. Jet fans are, are hanging on, at, you know. It just, at least with the Giants, they they uh, you know they 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 survived against the uh, Commanders. But I'm gonna talk about that uh, next. I just want to finish my thought on the Correa situation. Uh, but that that's my opinion on 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 the San Francisco Giants and the Correa thing. As far as him fitting with the Mets, listen, I, I've been told by by an Astros fan that the whole thing about him talking about how he said that he wouldn't mind playing third base if he was playing next to Lindor. Listen, I I, I believe it because I don't think that knowing what he has to go through um, playing, you know, he has to play third base. And a lot of people think that he has to, he takes more on third base than what he takes on shortstop. I disagree. I think he does a little bit less on third base than what he was doing in shortstop. And that kind of helps him out injury-wise. So... You know, I, the importance of it is is that he's great, um, and he's not. You know, he he he's not healthy now because that was that was the one thing that they were saying uh, when he you know was going when he was going uh, 
uh, on his way to San Francisco. I mean, even even today, man, they 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 were saying, you know, Scott Boris said that they were in the hotel with his wife, and uh, you know, he got up there after the Brandon Nimmo uh, conference, and you know, they were saying that uh, he was saying that uh, when he was with them, that he had to be in a hotel for like three four hours before finding out that uh, the the conference was postponed, and. You know, the ones that came out on why it was postponed, I think Scott Boris was already on some, hey, Steve, look, apparently the Gi- the Giants are going to go a different route, uh, and I don't think they're going to take them because the whole, uh, you know, because of the whole, uh, you know, physical thing, you know, he's still a free agent, what can you give me, you know, you, your time your time is up now, and um, at Steve Cohen gave him the, the, the best offer he could possibly give him, um, and I think I think Boris told him like, listen, this is another team. You know, you get to, you could actually go play with your man. Um, and this is a team that's 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 winning. They you know they just signed Verlander. You know they're trying they're trying to win. And I think he looked at that and he was like, yo, hell yeah! Like I'm I, the and plus too, he's in a big market. Um, so. I think it, it it's beneficial. Uh, it's have it's good. It, listen, it's good for me because one, I've been following this dude uh, since he got drafted. A uh, little backstory: I've actually seen him play in Puerto Rico. Uh, my uncle, who used to play travel ball here uh, um, in for Queens, uh, they always it was a three year thing where they would take a trip to uh, Puerto Rico and you know play play a tournament, you know a couple tournaments out there. So during 2012, when he was drafted, um, you know that was the final year of the of the thing, and I was blessed enough to go. I didn't go the first two years, but I they made you know a promise to me that I could go with them, and I you know I had the best time of my life. Um, and I remember that last game that they played there before before coming back um, um, to to the states, they played against him. I don't remember if they won or not, but I know they played against him. Um, and I remember that he was talked about a lot because, again, he was projected to go number one. Um, and, you know, he ultimately, in my opinion, uh, has lived up to every hype of it. Um, he's, you know, a lot of people were, you know, the, the, whatever they were saying in Puerto Rico, they were, they, they were right about this kid. Uh, then, you know, fast forward to 2012 when he was drafted uh, by the Astros. Then 2015 when he was called up. Uh, so, you know, and, and you know, ultimately winning uh, a title with the Astros. So not only does does he bring, you know, a lot of grit and a lot of determined and a great attitude to this team. The fans are gonna embrace him. Uh, but he also brings in that playoff experience and that experience that everybody could follow. Um, so it, it helps. It helps a lot. Uh, so I, I, I personally, personally can't wait because i think he'll do i think he'll do just fine at third base you know and he you know if that report is true to where he told and he said it uh that he wouldn't mind playing third base if it's to play next to glendor we'll get the first crack at it uh for war baseball classic so you know they play for puerto rico so you know met fans be in tuned do not miss that be in tuned um with the with the giant with the going into the to the New York Giants, because uh, I'm, you know, I just, I'm speaking about them a little bit. Uh, they played the Commanders, um, and it was it was a, a very a very important game, 
you know, two teams that that you don't want, want the wild card. Uh, but one, you know, one team had to take that second wild card, and you know the Commanders had it after after they after uh, after we lost uh, to the Eagles, they had that. Uh, they just couldn't they just couldn't get no stops either. Um, and at one point, I forgot what, what, what was it. Uh, damn, what was it? Oh fuck! Oh yeah, it was it was in the fourth it was in the fourth quarter, and literally Daniel Jones Daniel Jones uh not Daniel Jones uh Heineke Heineke's last throw he get he, he I think he's like what 5 yards from the touchdown or something like that and he throws it in the end zone and uh I forgot who caught it somebody caught it I mean somebody dropped it I mean no so, somebody deflected it from the Giants uh defensive line and uh it was it, it, anybody knows it was it was a it was a pass interference um but they didn't call it, and even though you know, I knew it was a pass interference, but since they didn't call it, I was going nuts. Uh, but it was a pass interference, and you know they didn't call it, and, and the Giants, you know, come out with a victory, a much needed victory, much needed victory to get to where we need to get to in the playoffs. Um, so I, th- I think it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely uh, hmm. how can I say it. You, 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 uh, man, I just lost my chain of thought. I'm sorry. Um, they're, they're up for it. The, the Giants take care of that second wild card. That's all I can say. The Giants take care of that second wild card. Just get a drink of water. The Giants, um, take care of the second wild card. And that's what you fight. For. That's what they're fighting for. So, you know, once they once they uh, they get that call, once they get that call, you see. Uh, um, once they don't get the call, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all over the fucking place. Once they don't get that call, um, then you know you look, and and pretty much the game is over. Uh, and trust me, this this game that I that I wanted, uh, I, I I thought the defense played well. Um, you know, Daniel Jones has to be better. And the reason that I say Daniel Jones has to be better is simply because of the fact that, you know, to you find you find your key I think I think in the first half he, he, he finds his key guys. You know what I'm saying? Like in the first half he he, he, he does he does well. But then in the second half he, he just kinda like goes down a little bit, man. It's and I don't know. I'm not i I'm not that I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. Just not that like that solid, that happy about it. But overall, man, I, listen, I know we're not gonna do nothing crazy. But do I want to experience the Giants back in the playoffs? Absolutely. So I'll, I'll take them getting into that wild card and I'll cruise with it and see how far they go. You know, but beating the Commanders twenty to twelve was a big direction. So you know, is a possibility they could beat that. They can win that game against the Vikings. We'll just see. I do think they could beat the Colts as well. If we can possibly sniff out uh, a win against the Vikings and the Colts, man, we'll be we'll be ten and five before we gotta play the Eagles. And I don't think you know unless they they, they bench Jalen Hurst and and we could possibly steal a victory against against uh against the Eagles. 
we could be eleven and five or ten and six. You know, if 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 we could beat the Vikings and the Colts and you know, but it's a whole different story with football. You just don't know. I'm not gonna take that chance. I mean, the Vikings, you know, they 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 were able to uh, come back in one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. So, you know, we'll see we'll see how we'll see how that goes. But um, you know, as far as that call. Uh, you know that wasn't called in, in the Commanders Giants game. That pass interference in the left side of the the end zone. That 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 game. This game could have been totally different if they would have called that. It was clear as day. Um, but I, I, you know, it could have been the ref not wanting to make a type of call like that. You know, you just never know with these refs, man. And then some, like sometimes I understand it, but then sometimes I understand why people want to punch them in the face and why so many people keep arguing because it's just like it's ridiculous at this point. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, as far as, as I'm gonna go uh, straight into the the Knicks, the Knicks had an eight game winning streak snapped by the Toronto Raptors, and um, you know you had uh, two main players in Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett with 30 points. Uh, Julius Randle with another another double double, uh, 30 points, 13 rebounds, and listen. And I'm, and I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say this because I, I think I've said it before on, on the podcast. I think Julius, and, and, and to me, and to me, this is just my opinion. Okay, everybody gotta chill with the Julius Randall slander. Okay, because Randall has overcome the narrative of not caring about the team anymore. Okay, he has shown that he's putting the team on his back when he needs to. He has shown that he's playing with enthusiasts. He's playing. He's showing that he's fighting. And listen, there's sometimes that I'm like, yo, Randall, just get back on defense, bro. Or, 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 or keep your head in the game. Stop trying to argue because of these calls. But last night was egregious, bro. They A lot of the calls that the Raptors got were, like, questionable to the max. Okay? And if anybody wants to, wants to say it, they could say it. It feels like these refs got paid. And that's just my opinion. I don't, you know... I'm gonna just go out there and say it. If anybody gets tight, there's nothing I can say. But it, it just sucks, man. It, it really does. I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's really nothing, really nothing, you can do. Um, the bright side about this is that listen, I'm, I'm, if, if if we had to lose, we 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 had to lose, because the 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 the, the winning streak that the that the Knicks were on, you know, that could that could fuck with your head because you could be on a ten. A, 20 25 game winning streak but if you're already like not ahead of everybody else and it's just you know how do i say it um and it just keeps going that that's all you're going to be thinking about so you you want to you know this is a team that everybody knew was going to be tough and you know they are a zone team you you watch a lot last couple of games they've been playing defense zone wise and you know they were you know they they showed it. I mean he, they even showed it up with with Mitchell Robinson, bro. They, they with Mitchell Robinson they were fucking uh, playing zone on him the whole time. They were, you know he scored his first baskets in the second in the first half, and then in the second half he was nowhere to be found. So, you know Mitch Mitch had Mitch, uh, Mitch Mitch had Mitch had had trouble trying trying to get the ball, uh, and Randall Randall and Barrett took took advantage of that. I, I think. In my opinion, I think that oh, oh shit. Well, it's my fault. As I'm watching the Jets game and fucking Zach Wilson almost, you know, almost caught, almost had somebody. Um, luckily that it was a long, long throw. 
Uh, but luckily, it wasn't no uh, no no interception. Uh, seems like the Jets are really really struggling right now. I should I should have placed a bet on this game, dude. I was looking at this game today and I was like, dude, what it? Because uh, you know the 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 the, Gi- the Giants, um, the Jets, sorry, are have are our favorites just based on the fact that they're home. Um, and I didn't want that to be my downfall. I didn't want to put the Jaguars winning. Um, yeah, the, the Jags are the underdogs, and I didn't want to put the Jags winning because I didn't want it to be a thing where like the Jets come back or the Jets do win, then I lose my money again. Uh, so I'm starting to regret it now. Uh, but you know, uh, like I was saying before, you know, it, it's it's glad that the Knicks were able are able you know were able to smell some defeat. I'm I'm not happy about it. I would have been happy if they would have continued the streak going, but I I also totally understand. Uh, how, how you know this this streak ending, and how it won't fuck with our heads. Uh, you know it wasn't like we got blown out because, like I said, the Raptors are a very lengthy team. They're big guys that can score. Uh, a lot of them have really long wing wingspan. Uh, they're very good defensively. I mean, uh, Siakam knows that. Uh, see, Siakam showed that when he dropped fifty two points on us. You know, Randall couldn't score on defense, but Randall. I mean, Randall couldn't hold him on defense, but Randall scored the ball well on offense. Um, and one is one of the reasons why we came back when we came back. Uh, but I think the Knicks, from the bright side of looking at that, you know, I, I remember on, on the half we were down by 10. It was 53, uh, 63, 53. And I went on Twitter and I said, if the Knicks play defense aggressively in this second half, right, and play the, the, the defense like they were playing the last, the last, uh, last five, six games, the last five, uh, yeah, eight games or so, whatever, um, we can definitely we can definitely come back in this game, and it just so happens they came out the gate. Well, they came out the gate scoring, but defensively they were able to get some good stops to where, uh, to where they they were able to come back in that game and almost win. So, you know, if they they if they use that intensity for an important game like Christmas Day when they play a, a top five team in our conference like the Seventy Sixers, and they stick to that defensive aggression like they did in the second half yesterday against the Raptors. Yo, you you can you you can you could compete. I'm not saying they're going to win a title, but they can definitely show some heart against these guys and 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 that's what it is, man. You know, we we started the season talking about that the Knicks should tank for a dra- high draft pick. Now, don't get me wrong, do I want a high draft pick? Absolutely. I do want a high draft pick. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to fucking ball my team down and be like, nah, you know, fuck this shit. We're winning and we're not supposed to be winning. And, you know, it's no, if your team is winning, bro, everybody should be on the wave with that, you know? So I I, I personally look at it from, from one thing, you know, defensively, if everything goes well, defensively, offensively will come, but defense got to be number one. Our head coach in Tom Thibodeau is a defensive mind head coach. I don't see how that doesn't work. You know, I don't, you know, but you, you got to get more, these guys more involved on the defensive end of the ball. Uh, so, you know, if they play with that intensity, they played in the second half, even though they didn't get the win last night, it, you definitely give uh 76 a run for their money. Uh, you know, hopefully judge doesn't kill us. Hopefully Harden doesn't kill us. Hopefully, you know, that, that plays a, a good role in it. I mean, look, listen, Tyrese Maxey is out and that's a huge plus for us. So, you know, you just got to contain Harden. Harden's going to be bitching in the paint. 
driving in, trying to get foul calls and shit like that, because that's just the type of player he is, dude. Um, and Embiid's going to try to go off. Embiid's going to try to go against uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson and, you know, try to body him in the paint, try to get his easy buckets and, you know, trying to use uh, uh, Embiid's lack of defense on the perimeter and shoot if he can. You know, Embiid's a smart player, man. So I think that's the guy you got to stop. But if your defense is the way it was, um, the last eight games and against, you know, this uh, Raptors team in the second half, you can definitely beat this 76ers team on Christmas Day. Uh, listen, that was my Christmas present. They told me early. I can't wait to go. You know, I, uh, y'all, y'all know I'd be trying to hit games up every, of my teams um, every year. I've only been to one Nick game so far. Um, I'm 1-0 this season. Hopefully, they, they will make my Christmas fright and make it 2-0. <laughs> but we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, man, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about the loss. Okay. Yeah. They lost a tough team and we knew that it was going to be a tough battle, but you know, they, they lost in a good fashion to where they were able to stick through the game, you know, come back and not get blown out. And that, that shows a lot about why the Knicks have been so successful recently and why they keep themselves in the game and ultimately try to fight to win. Uh, but with that being, with that being said, I'm, I'm going to talk about, Another historic, uh, not another historic, but a historic moment in the NFL with the Vikings coming back in the second half last week on Saturday. Guys, they were down 33 nothing to the Indianapolis, India, Indianapolis Colts. 33 nothing. Okay, think about that. The Vikings were done to most people. The Vikings had that game lost. And Jeff Saturday and the defensive coordinator. Well, Jeff Saturday and the entire team in general dropped the ball. Okay? Dropped the ball. I'm going to agree with Stephen A. Smith from ESPN's first take when he said that with that type of game, Jeff Saturday is not going to coach another NBA team. I'm sorry. And I agree. I agree. I don't think a team... Listen, you you lose 30... You, you, you lose a lead like that, 33. You, you, you're up 33 to nothing, and they come back. Okay, I, I I don't know what I would do. I really don't know what I would do. I really don't. I really don't know what I would do. So, in my opinion, you know, it, it, first of all, it was the largest comeback in NFL history. And, you know, look, the funny thing about it, too, is that the one quarterback that was behind this was behind the other largest comeback in NFL history. Okay. That was Matt Ryan. If we all remember, Matt Ryan had a 28-3 lead over the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl when he was the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. We all remember that. And I went for the Falcons because I'm not a fan of the Patriots. I'm not that big of a fan of of Brady. And, man, the frustration. The frustration. I was like, there's no way. There's no freaking way. They had that game won. And just like Saturday, when they played the Colts, they had that game won. So, listen, <laughs> you you had to be there to, to see it. I mean, everything in the second half went right for the Vikings. They were able to, to, to set a place to where they were able to get first yardage on, on almost every play. Um, they were able to run the ball smoothly. They broke down that Colts, uh, that Colts defense like nothing, nothing, okay. And they took advantage of every first down that they got, 
and they kept scoring. Okay, they kept scoring, and ultimately, listen, if you can't score off that, the, the Colts couldn't score. They couldn't really score that much, so that you could tell it was already falling down from, from, from the beginning. Um, but you know, it's it's with that with that with that game, they were able to clinch, and you know, the Vikings play play the Giants. You know, that's like I said, the, the Vikings play the Giants, and we'll see how that turns out. But they they they're riding a, a great momentum right now with that just that. So you know, I, I would say. The Giants have to look out for that because that could be a problem. Speaking of uh, quarterbacks with uh, stupid mindsets, uh, Lamar Jackson, man. Lamar Jackson, this is the second straight week, I think, that he is hurt. And, um, you know, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens have to go back to their uh, backup QB. And this situation is a little bit sucky. Simply because of the fact that, and I'm not saying it's sucky for uh, for the Ravens. I think I think if, if if I'm the ownership and the GM of the Ravens, I'm kind of like, well, this is what you get. The man had a 230 million dollar contract prepared for him, and he didn't take it. He wanted to bet on himself, mind you. The kid has no agent, right? So anybody that's trying to sign him and get details on whatever injury he's dealt with. He doesn't have that. So, I think Lamar, you know, it's not going not gonna to say that, that that's bad luck. But listen, you know, you have an opportunity there to lock yourself in there. And, you know, you get hurt. So, now, not only do the Baltimore Ravens don't want to pay you that much, right? They may not want to pay you at all. Because of the situation, right? Then you look at another team, any other team that wants to get him. Looking at this right now, that may hinder him, because I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to add that. You know, I don't know what his injury history is. Um, I should have looked that up, but I don't think they want to. I don't. I don't think they want to take. They probably want to take a chance on that. I, this is my opinion. I. I don't think they want to take a chance on that. So. You look at that, and listen, it, 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 it's it's very questionable. And the big thing, like I said before, he doesn't have an agent. He does not have an agent. So, you know, if you would have at least had an agent, you know, he represents himself. If you at least had an agent that kind of, you know, could help you a little bit negotiate what you can negotiate to get a better contract, it would definitely would work. So, you know, we'll see how that turns out. But, you know, the Broncos for the second straight, I think, have to play with their backup quarterback, and uh, that you know, that's, that's that's a tough one. That is a tough one for sure. Um, but there's one more topic that I want to talk to that I want to talk about before I end it, and that is the off season between the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. Um, listen, the New York. I'm gonna start off with the New York Mets. Obviously, New York Mets have turned their team into the World Baseball Classic Puerto Rico team. Okay. <laughs> you have a lot of Puerto Rican guys on that team, um, but big bats as well. Uh, and Correa and Lindor are two of those big bats. You also have uh, Tomas Nito, who's a Puerto Rican, and defensively he can get you a lot. Uh, and um, as a catcher, 
Uh, and when he hits the ball, he hits it pretty solid. He's not very consistent with that, but you you know when he does touch the ball, he 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 can get he can get you something. Um, he can, he can get you something. Uh, with the acquisitions, I think uh, you know you adding a re- Jake, Jacob the Grom's replacement in Verlander. Um, you know you still have uh, Serger. You add Kodai Senga. Um, you know, you add uh, Jose Quintana, and then you keep Carrasco, who can be a really solid uh, fifth starter, unless if they go the other way and they put uh, uh, this guy uh, Carrasco, and then Quintana as a fifth. You know, you're still versatile. You're still versatile, any you know, no matter how you see it. Um, the bullpen, the bullpen, they just added uh, David Robertson. Uh, you know, they, they they added good, 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 good pieces, good pieces. Um, Obviously, it's not better than what the fucking uh, Astros have or what or anything like that. For for an example, but this this bullpen is a little bit much better than what it was last season. So I think you know we're 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 headed in a great direction. This off season is a a W just simply because of the fact that Steve Cohen wanted to spend. Okay, and I said it before when I first spoke about that in the Korea segment in in the Korea segment. He wants to spend. So when you have somebody that wants to spend, you know, and and get these players here, it's it's gonna benefit you. It, it's gonna get you. It's gonna get you to 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 contend at least, you know. And there's people that believe in the philosophy that if you buy yourself a championship, you're not gonna win. On uh, and, and you know, in today's thing, that could be a false statement. You may have to spend to win because there are teams out there that got the money but they don't want to spend. Okay. And Cohen is like, yo, I got the money. I want to spend because I want to fucking win. And that's what he's doing. And the, f- the crazy thing about it is he can still sign Otani. That, that's the crazy part is he can still sign Otani if he wants to. If he wants to pay Rafael Devers a fat contract ne- um, next offseason, he can do it. Okay. And, you know, he, he has that. And he still he's spending all his money and he still wants to work on our farm system. So I'm telling you, this guy's this guy's changing the culture for the Mets, and he's trying to he's trying to win win. Um, as far as the Yankees, Yankees are not doing too much, too much, too much work for on the off season when it comes to the offense. A lot of Yankee fans don't want Aaron Hicks there. A lot of Yankee fans don't want uh, Josh Donaldson there. Nor would I. A lot of Yankee fans lost on on uh, um, on uh, Andrew Benintendi. Uh, and Benintendi, again, I'm not a fan of, and I don't think he would have been a good uh, uh, a Mets center fielder. Uh, but I do think that um, I, I I do think that the acquisitions of getting a Carlos Rodon and and you know re-signing Judge puts you guys in a good direction. You know, there's rumors that you guys could get Brian Reynolds. I don't think that would make sense either because you're you're sign, you're trying to get Brian Reynolds for for what? So you're gonna give up uh you're gonna give up your guy you know your 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 big prospects to get Brian Reynolds and you don't know how he's gonna do in a big market situation. I don't think it makes sense. I mean I know people were like, well he's you know there's a lot of young market you know small market guys that have came into a bigger market and have said their piece. Uh, so you know it, it's listen. If more power to him, but in my opinion, just based off alone, I think the Mets, the Puerto Rican Mets, <laughs> I should say, uh, have 
have beat have beaten I mean have have have, have had a better sorry have had a better uh, uh, have had a better um, off uh, off season so far than the New York Yankees but we still got three more three more months to go um, I know obviously the Yankees ain't done and Steve Cohen said listen we signed Correa but we not done okay and I love it you know the Mets are trying to compete and trying to win the title and they know that this east uh, the uh, eastern com uh, east division is is not going to be easy so you know let's let's see we're we're in for a hell of a ride for the rest of the offseason and this coming uh mlb 2023 season so let's see but with that being said i'm gonna end it here like always follow follow the 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 podcast on instagram twitter at top bunk sports uh follow me at king dave.13 on instagram um you know, and oh, and uh, like I say, oh, I appreciate the listen always, and um, I appreciate the support. Thank you guys once again, and I will see you guys and talk to you guys on the next episode. Peace.